Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. What a crazy episode of SmackDown we just got done watching today. What's up, everyone? How's everyone doing today? Welcome back again to Snug Wrestling. This is episode 15, and this is the SmackDown edition, the weekly SmackDown edition. This is July 21st. SummerSlam is right around the corner. It is two weeks away, and things are getting interesting here on the blue brand. But before we get into that, just really, really quick, please be sure to hit me up on all of my socials, at Snug Wrestling, anywhere that you can think of, I'm there. I'm a, I'm even on Facebook now, so be sure to hit me up on there as well. And when it comes to podcast platforms, man, I'm like everywhere, like at least in like 10 or 11 different podcast platforms so wherever you are where whatever you use look up snug wrestling and you will find me there most definitely smackdown starts off with jay uso and the recap from last week and of course this is how the show must start this is the best story in wrestling today like nothing else can top this so to open and close the show and even sometimes at the top of the hour as well there will be something with the bloodline jimmy is still mia so jay uso comes out alone unfortunately when are we going to see jimmy come back it has not been announced yet probably SummerSlam. i'm guessing jay uso last week he got all fired up during his promo and he said that he's the head of the table now he's the real tribal chief and he's even wearing some new merch. The shirt says the real tribal chief. Today, it was announced that there is going to be something called the rules of engagement. I wasn't really sure what that meant at first, but after seeing it today, well, I'm not going to spoil this show for you. We'll talk about that later on, but I just can't get over the fact how great Jay Uso is in this role. The facials, the expression, the fire, he's really really killing it and the people are behind jay uso they're loving this so this is something really good in the making for SummerSlam that i will definitely definitely not miss the first match that is announced is the fatal four-way match and the crowd is ready for this especially after that recap especially after the live audience got to see some of the bloodline they're fired up for this four-way match and this is this is a semi-final match there was another four-way match, which Santos Escobar came out the winner out of that fatal four-way. And he's going to go on to face the winner of this match. And this is for the number one contender for Austin Theory's United States Championship. We have Rey Mysterio, we have Sheamus, we have Cameron Grimes, and we have none other than LA Knight. LA Knight gets some mic time. He says five words and the crowd is going wild over this la night man this guy is so over 
Before the match started, there was a few NXT stars that were shown in the picture frame. They are in Orlando, Florida, which is home of NXT. So a lot of NXT talent here on the show. In the crowd, backstage, they're everywhere. So the match begins and the people are behind LA Knight all the way. They're chanting for LA Knight even more than they're chanting for their own Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio. Austin Theory is watching ringside. And the winner of all of this will be facing Austin Theory for his title at SummerSlam. So this match was actually pretty good. I'm usually not a fan of these fatal four-way matches, but this match had a little bit of everything, including this spot that I've never, ever seen before. I've been noticing lately in these multi-man matches, every single match, not just in WWE and AEW, they do this spot, this corner spot. There's a guy in the top rope, and then two guys go up there for the superplex and then the fourth guy goes under and power bombs the two guys that are holding the guy at the top rope for the superplex now i know that's kind of hard to imagine but picture this la knight had Rey mysterio in the superplex form in the top rope grimes had la knight in a german suplex position and sheamus had grimes in a power bomb position and all four men ended up taking a bump. That was unique. I've never seen that before. I've seen the other spot that gets done in every single multi-man match. I thought this is what they were going for, but it was completely different. It was unexpected, and it was kind of exciting. Sheamus. Sheamus, I've also been noticing he's been doing a lot of top rope spots recently, which is new, especially for Sheamus, a guy his size. I'm not used to seeing him going to the top rope and doing those high-risk maneuvers. Theory ends up getting involved and takes out Rey Mysterio, which causes Santos to come out, one of the finalists, and attack Austin Theory. Rey Mysterio expectedly won this match because Santos Escobar had won the last match. We have the teacher versus student situation going on here with Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. LA Knight loses again, and I know before people were talking about Cody Rhodes finish the story Cody Rhodes finish the story but I think now it should be LA Knight finish the story because LA Knight keeps getting screwed over over and over and over again and the people are pulling for LA Knight the people want to see him win they want to see him in a title picture they want to see him get his single push and it's just not happening yet and I thought this was going to be the one, but it wasn't. So LA Knight finished the story, bro. After the match, Austin Theory demands a match versus Santos Escobar, which Adam Pierce tries to make the match for the title, but Austin Theory says no, just a singles match, no title shot. And Adam Pierce makes it happen, so we're going to get Austin Theory versus Santos Escobar later on in the show. There's a Cody Rhodes recap when Lesnar goes ham on Cody in front of Cody Rhodes' literal mommy on Monday Night Raw. So that match is set for SummerSlam. We have Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, which should be a goodie. Charlotte Flair versus Io Sky. This match on paper seemed really good. Charlotte Flair, obviously 16-time women's champion or 15-time, something like that. And you have Io Sky, who's a standout athlete that really got herself over in recent time and even won the money in the bank. So you have an ex-world champion versus a current Miss Money in the Bank. 
Bailey comes out with EO Sky, and that's good to see because we had quite the scare. There were some videos going around online of Bailey suffering an injury and the referee throwing up the X sign. And Bailey was carried out on this house show and was seen walking around in crutches, kind of limping around after the show, but she looks fine now. Bailey wasn't taking any bumps, so she's probably still recovering, but at least it was good to see Bailey on TV. And Bailey joins commentary. Bailey and Michael Cole on commentary is classic. It's really entertaining, but it was kind of distracting throughout the match. Michael Cole kept talking about Shotzi. Bailey kept talking smack to Michael Cole, and it seemed like they weren't really paying too much attention to the match. The match itself, when it first started off, I noticed a bit of a styles clash there, but as the match progressed and time went by, it seemed like Charlotte Flair and Io Sky got things together, and the match started flowing a little bit better later on towards the end. Shotzi shows up in the Titan Tron, and Bailey leaves Io Sky out there and takes off running for her life. Flair ends up winning the match with the natural selection, but then there's an afterbirth and Asuka attacks Charlotte Flair after the match. Now, Asuka is set to defend her women's championship versus both Charlotte and Bianca Belair. But let's not forget, Io Sky is right there watching with her Money in the Bank briefcase. So there might be a cash-in at SummerSlam, I hope, I really hope. Because if I had to choose between Asuka, Charlotte, or Belair to win the title, I would choose Io Sky. There is an NXT recap on SmackDown, and this was when Dom made history. Dominic won the North American Championship on NXT this past Tuesday, and the wrestling world could not stop talking about it. People were shocked. The match itself was really good, and Dominic Mysterio won his first singles title ever in his career. Dom Dom has an interview with Rhea Ripley but gets interrupted by Butch and I haven't heard Butch speak in years. It feels like Butch has not gotten any mic time. He's just been the quiet, psychotic, little lackey of Sheamus but we actually got to hear his voice during this interview and he challenges Don Mysterio and then Shawn Michaels shows up to make it official. I guess Shawn Michaels just happened to be there well i guess i mean they are in orlando so it makes sense for him to be there but dominic mysterio he didn't have his gear his north american title wasn't shined up and Shawn michaels being the terrible boss that he is is gonna make dom dom defend his title versus butch later on in the show roman solo and paul Heyman are backstage not a word is said but roman is holding and looking at that red necklace that he always wears and catches solo looking at it too and he just mugs solo so this thing this red necklace it means a lot to to these men including jay uso so much so that i mentioned before in other episodes that the titles haven't even been acknowledged no pun intended by jay uso in this whole situation at SummerSlam. it seems like this whole thing it's about who's the next tribal chief and that red necklace that's the prized goal that's the prized possession there that at least everyone in the bloodline has their eyes set on austin theory versus santos escobar i don't understand why this match was made i mean i get that santos escobar attacked austin theory at the beginning of the show during the fatal four-way santos he's one of the finalists and he's going to be facing Rey mysterio at the finals 
for the number one contender for Austin Theory. So if Santos Escobar beats Rey Mysterio, then he's going to go on to face Austin Theory at SummerSlam. But Santos Escobar is already having a match with Austin Theory. So if Santos beats Mysterio, we're going to see Santos Escobar versus Austin Theory again at SummerSlam. Now, Santos Escobar, he's a great athlete, great luchador, great wrestler. But I just don't see Santos Escobar versus Austin Theory at SummerSlam. I mean, Austin Theory just came back from beating John Cena at WrestleMania. So you go from John Cena to Santos Escobar. So I'm going to predict, I'm going to take a long jump here and say that Rey Mysterio is going to beat Santos Escobar. And Rey Mysterio has to go on to face Austin Theory at SummerSlam because just the name itself, you have a big household name like Rey Mysterio and a big stage like SummerSlam. Business wise it just makes more sense to have Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory at SummerSlam unless Austin Theory interferes in their match next week which you know wrestling cliche it's going to be a triple threat match Adam Pierce is going to come out and announce it but they're already doing a triple threat match for the women's championship so are they going to have two triple threat matches at SummerSlam I really hope not but I wouldn't put it past them. Escobar has just been pulling unexpected wins left and right. He won that four-way match and he pinned Austin Theory clean. Unbelievable. I could not believe it. I was shocked. I can't believe that. The guy that beat John Cena at WrestleMania got pinned clean by Santos Escobar on this SmackDown. That was crazy to me. I get that Santos is going up against Rey Mysterio next week and he needs a win to look strong and he needs momentum. But why did you have to do it versus your U.S. champion? The guy that Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio are fighting for an opportunity to face at SummerSlam. That to me just did not make sense. But the match itself was pretty good. The outcome was unpredictable. But what does that mean for Austin Theory at SummerSlam? Dirty Dom Mysterio versus Butch. At the beginning of the match, Butch is all over Dominic and Rhea tries to hand Dominic a chain, which Rich Holland comes out and takes the chain away from Dom. And that gave me WrestleMania flashbacks because they did the same exact spot with Bad Bunny which started the whole LWO versus Judgment Day feud. Pretty Deadly came out, and the guy from Pretty Deadly, he's in a wheelchair, which I thought was funny because he separated his shoulder, not his legs, so he should still be able to walk, but he's out there in a wheelchair for some reason. Pretty Deadly gets chased away by Rich Holling, including the guy that was in the wheelchair. Now, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the guys from Pretty Deadly, their individual names, but the guy that was in the wheelchair just got up and took off. Michael Cole says, oh my god, he's been healed. I believe that was a little homage to good old brother love. I love you. Dominic Mysterio ends up getting a win. He tries to put... Dominic Mysterio ends up getting a win. He tries to pin Butch, but the referee does not count because Dominic's foot was under the ropes. Well, look at that. A referee that's actually doing their job. Dominic Mysterio rolls Butch closer to the center of the ring and pins Butch 1-2-3 with the help of Rhea Ripley, who seems to be getting involved a lot in Dominic Mysterio's matches. But Dominic Mysterio retains his NXT North American Championship. And it's time, the moment that we have all been waiting for, the bloodline and Jay Uso come out. And this was a contract signing. This is what they meant 
by rules of engagement. They did not want to call this a contract signing because, honestly, if you were to announce last week that Jay Uso and Roman Reigns were going to have a contract signing, I probably wouldn't be too excited for it because I've seen them millions of times because I already know how these things usually go. But instead, they said the rules of engagement, which is like, oh, whoa, what the fuck is that? That seems interesting. But Jay Uso crumples up the contract and says, we don't need no contract. Never seen that before either in a contract signing. We don't need a contract at a contract signing. Well, okay then. He tears up the contract and says, this is a tribal combat, which means anything goes, no DQ, no holds barred. And for this situation, for this storyline, it's justifiable. It makes sense to have a gimmick match for these two. But Roman says, do the elders know about this? And Jay says, yes, this was their idea. Throughout this segment, Roman Reigns kept calling Jay Little Jay, you know, trying to put him below Roman Reigns trying to make him smaller than what he is and trying to sun him and it's tribal combat now Roman Reigns leaves the red necklace on the table Roman and Jay give each other some type of salute or form of respect because they're about to go to war at SummerSlam at least that's what it seems like and then Solo Sokoa tries to attack Jay Uso but Roman stops him because apparently there's rules now when, when it comes to these rules of engagement and tribal combat. But then Jay Uso hits Solo Sokoa with the super kick. So it looks like Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, there's not going to be any physicality before SummerSlam. They're going to wait until the pay-per-view for them to get their hands on each other, which that's what they should do. You want to make the people wait for Jay to get his hands on Roman and vice versa. But all this talk about rules of engagement, tribal combat. Now, in my time watching wrestling in all my 30 plus years of life, I'm not going to say how old I am, for real. I've never heard of this before. I've never seen this tribal combat thing done. So is WWE going to explain any of this to us like are we gonna get some video packages some vignettes because there seems to be a lot of gray areas here that we are kind of in the in the dark like what does what does all of this mean like tribal combat it's a no dq match rules of engagement it's a contract signing like the red necklace if jay uso wins is he the next tribal chief that hasn't been said either so there's a lot of holes here that need some explaining and wwe they're usually good about explaining stuff but right now they're kind of keeping people in the dark but also i think that's part of the fun i think that that's what makes this so interesting it's not knowing what's happening not knowing what's gonna happen but that was smackdown everybody and be sure to hit me up at snug wrestling on all of my socials thank you guys for listening and we will talk soon